And welcome back, guys, to an episode of The Geek and Trans. me, boy, Eli. It's me, Joe. And we're here to talk about some fighting games. Usually I have Daniel on here, but, you know, scheduling is, is often a bitch. So, we're going to be talking about fighting games. Uh, not uh, just how cool they are, but also an aspect that a lot of people tend to have complaints about that I feel are not just warranted, but also kind of... Uh, need to be addressed and that is it's nothing negative nothing not too negative it's more of like hey you know fighting games don't have stories they don't have any like good well essentially good singer player stuff which is going to be like a story mode but oftentimes for games like for people who don't know how to play the go for a story want a story mode so they can learn and stuff like that. We might go into that discussion, but also might go in and talk about how that's kind of a misconception about fighting games having not really a story mode, and why maybe that's a, there's a reason as to why it's not as good, or it's just really a different kind of a thing. So I think we should start off with um, obviously the whole idea of fighting games having a story mode. And I'll just I'll give that to you, Joy. What do you think in that aspect? Uh, I mean. I guess in terms of uh, how fighting games started, like the be- the because uh, you know they started in arcades mm-hmm. and uh, the arcade mode uh, in a fighting game, which is you just play a character, you go through various a gauntlet, uh, yeah, a gauntlet of fighting the other characters, and then you get like a bit of story bit at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, has has been sort of what the uh, story mode for fighting games were back in the day. Um, which I mean, it, it was a it, it worked for what it was at the time because obviously, like you, uh, you know, there are arcade machines. You wanted people to get money, and that was probably an easy way of like getting more quarters out of people. Is like because uh, you know the characters you fought would get increasingly harder and harder, and hey, if you wanted to beat you know the game, you need to put some more quarters in and stuff. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, and. I'm guessing because, uh, you know, because they had just a, a sizable roster, at least, of, like, maybe eight, ten characters. They had to be, like, okay, we can't just, like, uh, like devote, like, huge amounts of time to, right. like, explaining a lot of stuff. Or we just need to, like, get sort of a quick notes, a Cliff Notes version of these characters, their motivations, their backstories, and try to put that in a couple of lines and try to be like, hey, so why are they, you know, what what are they doing here? What's this about? And then just, like, have a quick uh, still image for the or ending shot or whatever. Mm. of like, And that's how their story ends or whatever. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I mean yeah, it, it's sort of a byproduct of just ha- being uh, part of the arcade scene back in the day. So, I mean, that's sort of just how uh, fighting game stories uh, were. Yeah. Uh, in the early days, yeah, now yeah, and I think the the thing about it is that once they that games started becoming more console, you know, home release kind of stuff, they kind of wanted more aside from like the usual arcade route that a lot of our a lot of people were kind of used to, and essentially that made it so like, hey, we kind of want a good single player content because there's a lot of people who don't really want to go into multiplayer or stuff like that. Unless you're, in in some cases, a competitive guy who was like, listen, I don't mind the story mode, but chances are I'm going to be hitting the uh, the the matchups. 
trying to get to learn these characters how, and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, that's not everyone. And, of course, you need to accommodate for everyone. So, that's why the story modes are implemented. And I think at some point, people started realizing that story modes aren't that good. And I think there's a reason to it why. And it's probably because, like you said, each character has their own little motivation for stuff, right? And oftentimes, you can curate a very successful storyline in a very, like, satisfying way. Sort of kind of like what NetherRealm, so the guys who make Mortal Kombat and the Injustice games have been doing. Because they're kind of, like, at the peak of good storytelling in fighting games. Or just basically storytelling in fighting games in general. Because you have other stuff that's just, like, it's there, but it's not, it's not as, you know engaging or very confusing or just why are we wasting our time here Mm -hmm. like i do you have any examples that for that um in terms of just uh bad fighting game stories or or just like ones that um kind of turn people away like they're not terrible but they just they'll turn people away um I guess for me, probably, I guess a, a recent example off the top of my head would probably be Guilty Gear's story mode. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, and you love Guilty Gear. I mean, I, yeah, I like Guilty Gear. I like it uh, quite a bit. I like the characters and stuff. Uh, but this is, I think, a thing that's always been a thing, I think, since at least uh, Exerd, uh, is that their story modes are more or less just... Um, Entirely cinematic. Yeah, they're entirely cinematic uh, cutscenes. There's no gameplay whatsoever. I mean, they have arcade routes and stuff. You know, so, like, you can get, like, bits of the story from that. But if you wanted sort of, like, the main story of the game, you would pretty much have to sit down and watch what is essentially a uh, four-hour compilation of cutscenes of stuff happening. And I honestly find that very annoying um because hey i want to play a video game i'm play I'm, this is a video game i want to play a game i'm not gonna want to waste four hours of just having my playstation on and just watching this stuff you know no i get you i get you i mean i just looked it up online i mean that's the i mean if that's the case like then why even bother putting it in there yeah like I know, that, like for the build up to uh, or for the for the release towards the release of Strive, they posted a bunch of the cutscenes from the Exerd games onto their YouTube channel for people to catch up with the story. But I'm just like, I, I don't know, man. It just it just I don't understand the reason why you even why you even go that route, like because when I think about it, I'm pretty sure friggin' Blaze Blue, which is also made by Arc System Works. Mm-hmm. Uh, their story mode, it, it's a bit visual novel-esque, with a lot of reading and stuff, mm-hmm. similarly, but the, at least I'm pretty sure there's at least some gameplay elements in there. Yeah, I've, I've played through it. It's There is some gameplay elements, but it's also just a lot of like reading and looking at stills. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I just find that very annoying, especially because if you, you know, Looking at, say, Mortal Kombat 11, which also, you know, goes with a lot of cinematic cutscenes and stuff with their story mode, at least is able to 
put in like bits of gameplay, you know, mm-hmm. of you fighting characters and stuff. Yeah, because I remember when MK, um, MK11 came out, there's they already just put the whole cutscenes out online, especially like IGN, and I was like, what is IGN doing? What's going on? And it, and I didn't miss a beat at all. And it was a fun game, yeah, sure. Um, challenging, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's okay. It's okay. But it, you clearly can tell this was made to cater to those guys who just want a story mode. And it's very indicative of that, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the It's not really challenging until, like, the last boss. Granted, you can just adjust the difficulty, but then you can... And if you're not good at the game, you just put it on easy mode and just go through it and that's not to like talk shit or anything like that i'm not talking bad about people who who can't play a fighting game i get why but like i'll tell you this right now you're you're not gonna get better from playing the story mode especially that story mode Uh uh-huh and it's but aside from that you will enjoy the story it's a very good story um but oftentimes a lot of people tend to say, like, well, why can't most of these, you know, games have it like NRS, you know, Mortal Kombat? They're, they 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 do the whole package. And obviously, that's not the case for some games because, they again, you like you said, they have such a huge arcade, you know, roots, right? But that being said, I don't think a lot of fighting games have a terrible story. I think it's more of... It's kind of hard for, I would say this, for established series to have storylines. If you know what I mean. I think it's a bit, I think what I get, I, get, I think what you're trying to say is that mm-hmm. it's hard for, uh, for these established, uh, for, for sort of the long lasting fighting games to mm-hmm. have like, uh, storylines that like, um, not matter is not the word, but it, it, it's hard for them to like a coherent one. Yeah, like have a coherent one. Yes, yes, yeah. that's that's exactly what I'm saying. So like, okay, we're, we're talking about NRS, right? Nether Realms Studios and what they've been doing and all that cool stuff. And obviously, they they knocked it out of the park, right? They they make some good story, but a lot of people are forgetting. One through eight had some eh kind of stories. I mean. Yeah, like this was like back in the day, obviously midway which, yeah, era, the midway era and stuff. Like, uh, I mean, freaking uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC. Uh, that story is very oof, oof. Yeah, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of like ups and downs with that stuff. Uh, with at least the Mortal Kombat. That's why with MK9, they essentially more or less kind of just reboot the series. Yeah. Because MK9 is basically just Mortal Kombat 1 through 3 story, but retold. Mm-hmm. It's a bit better pace and stuff. With some changes here and there. Yeah, changes here and there. And then MKX is like sort of, you know, uh, builds off of that, brings in new characters, you know, all that stuff. And mm-hmm. then MK11 sort of rounds it out uh, with some time travel plot shenanigans and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's sort of like just kind of interesting of a. Uh, I think that's what makes that sort of whole thing interesting is that, all right, where we go now, especially mm-hmm. considering, you know, the various endings they have for MK11. Uh, 
But yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, it's not like uh, mm-hmm. the people behind the Mortal Kombat series have always had. Yeah, have always had like good storytelling. It's they they had to like they really worked hard to like try to make decent story modes mm-hmm. and have like you know like stories that matter. But they essentially had to like pretty much go back to the roots and just rebuild mm-hmm. for that. And that's I don't, and that's something I don't think. Uh, some other fighting games are willing to do just because they have just a storied legacy mm-hmm. and they, and you know, it, it's going to be very hard to like go back to said roots and like try to like restart or get like a, a new take on things. I mean, the closest thing I can think of, of a, would be like maybe soul caliber six. Yeah. yeah, It's technically a uh, kind of sort of rebooting of soul caliber after a, uh, the the very bad Soul Calibur Five story. Oh, oh God! Why did you gotta remind me of Soul Calibur Five? I mean, you know, it's it's not. It's and not... I like the game too. Yeah, no, it was a fun game. It's a fun game, but it's still they thought it was in there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you know, I I like Soul Calibur Five, but then the story mode is just. I mean, to be fair, they're already on a thin budget because they're just using nothing but drawings, mm-hmm. like sketches and shit for some cutscenes, and they only had like a couple of like animated stuff. But I mean. Yeah, Soul Calibur 6, his story is pretty much just a retelling of uh, Soul Calibur 1 story. Yeah, with, um, um, what was her, what was his name? Keelik and Maxi and, and, uh, uh, Yu, I think was it? No, no it's Shang Hua. Shang Hua. Uh, with that, that whole story between all of them, and then you get other stuff. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, you know, it does, I think, a decent way of, like, redoing, uh, retelling that story. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the same thing with Tekken 7. Like, Tekken 7 has a good, has a good root of a story, but it's often contrived with a lot of stuff, which I think that's kind of one of the reasons why a lot of people also don't like fighting game stories. They can be a little contrived. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you look at the bare bones of Tekken se- of, of the Tekken series, it's really just this issue with this family, with the Mishimas, and, uh, like, you know... Heihachi, the 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 dad throws his kid off a cliff, and uh, if you played through the arcade as as the kid who is Kazuya, you throw the dad off the cliff, and then you throw then if you play was it two, mm-hmm. uh, you, if you win with Heihachi, he throw him instead of a cliff, you throw him off a volcano, and then you get Tekken three, which I think is the one that everyone goes to as being the best one in terms of story. Especially since there's a new anime coming out that's centered around Tekken 3. Yeah, and it follows Jin. Yeah, you know. Jin, who's the son of Kazuya, and how big monster, Aztec monster god, comes, kills his mom, supposedly. And now he's got to go and train with Heihachi and be like, I need to take vengeance on my mother. Yeah, well, yeah. And then somehow Kazuya survives being thrown off a volcano because devil powers, and then. Then Jin has double powers, and now it's a fight between father, son, and grandpa. And then World War Three happens, war crimes, and then finally the fight is over between Hachi and Kazuya. Kazuya throws Hachi into a into a volcano. And then uh, I mean, also Akuma is there somehow. Yeah, <laughs> I still need a confirmation on that. Harada, how is Akuma in the story? I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong, I love Akuma. He's my, one of my favorite Street Fighter characters. And we'll get to Street Fighter story in a minute. 
But that was so weird. But I love it. It was so weird. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what I mean by it. it's very like. There's a lot of them that are really good, but also like a bit too contrived. Yeah, I definitely get what you mean by that. And I think uh, just something that comes along with, I guess, fighting game stories, and you know, it's just sort of like uh, I think if we want to talk about Street Fighter for a little bit, uh, when you look at all the Street Fighter games that have come out, like I think this is just a problem that like some fighting games have is that uh, you want to move on in terms of the story, but it's very hard to Ooh. like make new characters that can like, stick the landing and like. Oh, so become... we talk. So we're talking about Street Fighter Three, aren't we? I mean, it's not just Street Fighter Three. It happens, I think, with a lot of fighting games when you think about it. Mm. Like Mortal Kombat Ten introduced new characters. You know, Cassie Cage. Uh, uh, what was her name? Uh, Jackie Briggs. You know. Yeah. Like new characters and stuff to like. You know, it's it seems like a sort of a thing of like adding new characters that sort of like replaced the old guard. I mean, Soul Calibur Five did this. Yeah, they replaced uh, Sofitia and Cassandra with uh, Patroclus and what was her name? Uh, Pyra. Pyra. Yeah. Who are like who play the same as they do, just a slight difference. You know, I think Patroclus was more the aggressive type, while um, Pyra was more the defensive type. Yeah, and obviously there's also other things like, uh, what was her name, Natsu? Replaces Taki. Yeah, that pissed off a lot of people, I remember. Uh, and as well as, like, uh, that one kid, like, uh, replacing Kilik. And then we still get Kilik, but he's more of... He's the weapon master of the game. Yeah. Which is like, okay. Well, the male weapon master. <laughs> yeah, male weapon master. Because yeah. there's Elysium, who was the female weapon master, and there was Edge Edgemaster, who was both. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's... Yeah, that stuff just tends to happen, and the thing is that fans of the series tend generally tend to like you know, like you said, tend to not like it when a character that they like gets replaced with a different character that plays kind of the same. You know, it's it's a very uh, uh, if you if you ever hear the reason why people were upset about uh the comments made about Marvel uh Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite being like the characters are all just functions, really. That's listen, he's this. He's not wrong, but like no, we don't like it when you replace characters with the char- with slightly different characters. You know, mm-hmm. like it's the character that like you grow to like mm-hmm. is part of the reason why you play them. And obviously, you know the way they play is also a huge factor. But mm-hmm. like, if you like like this character a lot, you want to play them. I mean, uh, yeah, like if we're gonna get into it, Street Fighter Three new generation literally straight up is just a new generation <laughs> yeah brand new characters i mean you still have some old ones like ryu right ryu and ken are the only returning ones and that's because they were kind of forced to put them back because um the, as the story goes so street fighter everyone knows street fighter 2 um but no one knows street fighter 1 and 3 because um certain reasons street fighter 1 wasn't as you know real weird but had like the building blocks of like what eventually would be Street Fighter 2, right? Um, and then after so many versions of Street Fighter 2, and then they did the Alpha series, uh, they decided, okay, we're finally going to do 3. And 3 was going to be a whole new cast of characters. You had guys like Alex, Necro, uh, Ibuki, Makoto, Sean, all those dudes, but no returning characters. You didn't have no Ken, you didn't have no Ryu, you didn't have Chun-Li, you didn't have Zangief. Like, anyone you've seen from Street Fighter 2, or anyone you recognize was not in that game. 
and when they and when they did like a test ring, test style for the arcade, a lot of people were very upset about that, and so they were they were kind of like made to put in Ryu and Ken because they they both play the same and they're just different color swaps, right? So it wasn't that hard to put them in, and so they were and essentially forced to put those two characters in. And but throughout the if you throughout Street Fighter Three you didn't really see that many returning characters except for maybe like four at best five you had like Akuma Chung Li Ryu and Ken being like the only ones to come back uh-huh. because they were such staple characters so yeah no to your point yeah it also that's also a reason why it's kind of like hard for a lot of these um old old fighting games to move on because you have legacy characters that are kind of like defiant on the play style and the connection these players have like how do people react with with gal not being in street fighter 5 for like that first season i mean yeah people were definitely like you can't have guile i mean there's a lot of like things like that for street fighter 5 when it came out and, yeah uh, uh, you know like you had no sagat you know people were like you had to wait till season three to get Sagat, and people were like, "Hey, holy shit, Sagat!" You know. Yeah, Sagat I remember. I remember game. when Sagat was announced. There, the the amount of nuts that the the people reacted to, because Sagat is like such a staple character. Sagat with his tiger cuts and uppercut. Who's one of your guys in Street Fighter Five? I mean, yeah, uh, but you know, that's sort of just the thing. You know, like when it comes to characters that are that have that legacy and then have been in pretty much most of the games it's sort of just like you know you kind of just feel like well what the hell (laughs) yeah you're also thinking like how well how can you how can we go continue when like their stories are kind of done which is kind of like one of the reasons why i want to talk about the street fighter storyline okay because like so like the street fighter 2 it was just arcade endings but they're all basically kind of like conclusions to their own little story which is kind of like, which is why I don't agree with the idea that, you know, not, that, you know, fighting games don't have a good story. I think Street Fighter 2 has good stories. They're just, they're just, each character has their own little journey to the end, right? So, like, Chung Li, famously, like, after defeating Bison, she's like, I have finally avenged my father and he can rest in peace. And now I can finally go and be a happy single girl. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a funny. It's it's very, it's written very funny, but yeah, it's, it's, uh. It, it feels like that's a nice conclusion, right? Yeah. And and same thing with like Ken and Ryu. Like Ken's like, oh, I, I defeated Bison. Oh, my girl, we we can finally get married. And Ryu is just like, I don't care about winning the competition. I'm just gonna look for the next fight because the answer lies in the heart of battle or whatever. And he's walking into the sunset. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's sort of just. Uh, I mean again, that's how it was for those older games because they didn't really have probably that much time or uh, resources to put any like uh like super deep story so they just had to go with uh, something really nice and simple but like you get a lot of the character just from that simple story uh-huh this is what I'm, is what i'm getting at right yeah like ryu is about the fight he it's all he really cares about he, he's, he's not in it for the rewards he's not in it for the money he's in it for you know the joy of the fight mm-hmm. ken he you know he gets to settle down and you know Marry the girl of his dreams. Chung Li avenges his father. By the way, they all beat Bison, and it's just like they don't do it together as a team. Like it's what it's like. You're journey with that character, just to, to go along with what you said earlier. 
Like the there there's these staple characters that you kind of grown attached to. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, and I think weirdly enough that also adds into a bit of uh, the sort of uh, how how messy fighting game stories can be is because uh, like since like there has to be clearly one canon. Yeah. But because, you know, you can pick whichever character you want to complete said arcade mode or story mode. Mm-hmm. Well, it's more in, like, arcade mode than anything. It's sort yeah. of like, you know, it's sort of like, well, okay, then what's, like, the real canon storyline here? Because, who's the main character we're following? Yeah, who's the real main character? And I think that's the reason why for a lot of, like, Western uh, later adaptations of Sub Street Fighter, it was always Guile. Well, I think I know why it was always Guile. Because he's the American? Yeah, because he's the American. And why would they put the Japanese guy, Ryu, who clearly is, like, the main character. He is the poster boy. <laughs> yeah, he is the main character, you know, like... Well, quote-unquote main, yeah. I mean... For, for the most part. For the most part. Because, like... All the interesting stuff... Uh, Ryu gets to do all the... Has a bunch of, like, crazy stuff happening to him, right? Yeah, he's got the Sasu no Hado with the Kuma... You know, like, you know, there's just a whole bunch of, like, stuff going on with you. Yeah, no, you're, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. It's even funny, because, like, to, to, to prep for this episode, I, I even looked into, like, other adaptations of Street Fighter, aside from, like, the the big obvious one, like, the movie, with um, John Blo- Jean-Claude Van Damme as Guile, who's, the, who's, like, the main hero and the one that fight Bison, mm-hmm. and, what's his name, Julia... Uh, uh, Raul Julia? No. Yeah, the the guy who plays Bison. Yes. Fucking fantastic. Yeah, he did that because his kids love Street Fighter, and yeah. he's like yeah, Raul Julia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll play the role, and that was like his last role. And he did it fantastic. Yeah, he, you know, he did it for his kids, man. Yeah, and he didn't, and he just enjoyed the hell out of that scene. Like Chung Lee's giving that, like you, you, you know, tried to take over my village, but my father stopped you, and such and such, and it's like. I don't remember this at all. Yeah, you know, the day that Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> and she's like, you motherfucker, it was Wednesday. <laughs> was it Wednesday? Is that what she says? No, no, no. But it's like, but that, that expression tells you like, either he's right that it was on a Tuesday or it was on a Wednesday or some other day. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's, it's a, it, it just shows how little he cared. Yeah. Like, you know, it was just another day for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but like and then there's like the two car- the the cartoon right, the Street Fighter the animated series mm-hmm. that was made uh, by Americans is like, Colonel Guile leads an elite task force called Street Fighter with, Chung Lee and those two random kids over there Ken and uh, Ryu, and it's just like, oh, oh you did that to those two, yeah more or less, uh. And then there's a Street Fighter 2 V, which is the anime, which that was weird. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember the Street Fighter, like, the animated movie. Uh, which I think it was, like, the one that most people tend to go as, like, kind of like a the the ideal story, but even though it it itself has some contradictions. Mm-hmm. Like, Sagat's a cyborg? Well, I don't know. I I didn't know about that one. I'm gonna be honest. It's been a while since you've seen it. Yeah, it's been it's been a while since I've seen stuff from that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think I mean I think when it comes to Street Fighter story, mm-hmm. like I, I and this is something probably some people don't know is that 
like they haven't moved past Street Fighter Three in terms of the lore. Oh no, yeah, because it's it starts with Street Fighter Two, One, then Alpha, then Two, then Four, and then Five. In terms of like storyline, Four then Five. Then three. three. Three is the last one. Three is te- is the last in terms of the timeline. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure Capcom learned that if they want to move anywhere past Street Fighter 3, they have to abandon a good chunk of legacy characters. Mm-hmm. And they're just not willing to do that. Granted, I could be wrong, and Street Fighter 6 is where they'll be heading for that. I mean, Ryu is an old man looking dude. He has, his, he has, uh, he has the beard on and everything. So who knows? Because, I, mean, I don't know. I would love it to be. I mean, it would be, like, a neat departure, and you could see a lot of potential for the story of Street Fighter. You can see a, you can see an aged-up Guile, or or you can see Guile's kids. Because he has two of them, I think. Yeah, maybe. I'm... And, like, in, in Street Fighter 3, Ken is teaching Sean, who's, whose sister we see in 5, Laura. Yeah. And such, and then, you know, that's pretty cool. Want to see more of that. But, yeah, no, it's, it's a, like, I mean, there is a story in Street Fighter 5. It's just, like you said... They just, you know, kind of, like, refuse to move on. Not, and it's not because, like, they're, they don't know what they're doing with the story, but it's more like they can't afford to move on. Yeah, I, when you have, like, probably the most uh, famous fighting game series of all time, uh, you, you're kind of just stuck in a loop of, like, having to keep using those iconic characters, but... It's either you go back and just keep filling in the holes between two and three, mm-hmm. or you you move on and like introduce brand new characters and hope that the audience likes them. Yeah, because like like okay, so like the newest character that's in Street Fighter Five, who's gonna be a main character in Street Fighter Six, Luke. Man, no one liked that dude. No, no one really. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really much care for Luke. Just, I like his gameplay. Yeah, I think that's about it because I I don't like his design. Granted, from what we see from like the the teaser for Street Fighter Six, I think they worked on it a little bit with his design. I kind of like him more in Street Fighter Six than I do in Five. Yeah, I I kind of like the design better in Six and Five, but mm-hmm. man, I I still don't really care much for Luke. because <laughs> there's, there's nothing to latch on to. Yeah, he's just dude who like dad died, and then I want to be strong like dad. That's yeah, it. <laughs> I'm telling you what I want to see. Is like maybe Ryu is teaching Luke. That's his student, because he Luke plays like a Shoto. I mean, I guess. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, that that would make it interesting, right? Yeah. Like Ryu has his own student now and stuff that isn't Sakura. Okay, <laughs> I was about to say like, well, I mean, to be fair, technically Sakura, you know, yeah. but that was more like she wanted to learn Ryu, and Ryu at the time was like, I'm not ready for a student, but I guess I could teach you some. Hadoukens, some Shoryukens, you know? And then she has her own little flying style. Yeah. Imagine if Dan came back. Like, I mean, he's in Street Fighter Five though. But I mean, like, he has a major storyline. But no. like, I mean, no. his only storyline was that Sagat killed his dad. And, and he was like, I want revenge. And then, you know, he's, 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 he just sucks. Yeah, he's a joke character. He's know? just really bad. No, but like, like, like you said, like, I think that's uh, another thing, right? Like, even in like, Capcom's rival company SNK, they they have a they they too cannot move past a certain part of the story, right? Because you have the Fatal Fury games, and technically the next part of that story is Garo, Mark of the Wolves, which has an older version of the main character who's Terry Bogard, 
who's teaching the son of, or who's who's partnered with the son of the guy who killed his father. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, um, uh, the King of Fighters series stories like definitely have like progression. Clearly, because we're in the was it the fifteenth version of the, the yeah, King? I mean, yeah, the yeah, this KOF fifteen, and like we have, like the uh, for like a couple of um, uh, installments, you know, you get different main characters. I mean, uh, obviously for the first couple was uh, Kyo, then you have um, I'm pretty sure. It was K Dash, and yeah, then it was Ash, and then yeah, Ash at Crimson, and then for these like KOF fourteen and fifteen, you have uh, Shune. And granted, the, some people were like eh on Shune mainly because of just the way he looks. I like the gameplay. I don't like the look. Yeah, I which I, I feel like that just tends to be something that happens with a lot of characters that are, are supposed to take up the mantle, right? Yeah, it's like. The gameplay is pretty solid. I just don't like how they look. <laughs> I mean, look at Alex, who was the guy who was supposed to take over Ryu in Street Fighter 3. Yeah. I think that's kind of like the reverse, though. Because I kind of like uh, Alex's design. But he's a grappler. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't handle the grappler. No. I can't, no. 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 But um, at least with 15, uh, it, it you know, it, it's clear that they still have, like, legacy characters around. Like, Kyo's still here. Yori's still here. You know, uh, obviously you have characters like Terry and uh, uh, Mai and all these other characters around. But, like, they have their own little bits of story mm -hmm. moving around. Like, clearly, like, uh, Shune and his team are involved in the main plot of the story going forward. Yeah. But you have all these other characters that are doing their own little side plots that are also intertwined with the King of Fighter tournament. Mm hmm Which, uh, they... they it, it's kind of like more like you know that side plot that doesn't really matter to anything yeah they're just like they're there but if you're looking for like the the main storyline you're going with like the main hero team right which yeah. i think is like how i think snk has been able to like at least mitigate that stuff or like oh yeah we can keep some some legacy characters here and there but they're off doing their own little adventures but it, uh, we have these characters that are involved in the actual main plot. Yeah, but then there's also the stuff that's going on with, like, the Fatal Fury team. And, like, where does that stand in the whole events of Garo? Because in the end of Garo, um, Rock Howard, who's the main protagonist of that game, kind of has to, like, figure out what he's going to do with his life because he finds out... Hey, your mom might still be alive, and I'm your evil uncle, and if you join me, I can help you find your mother. And Terry's like, but Rock, no. I, your surrogate father, says no. Yeah. And I, then if you play the, the Garo team ending, it's like, oh no, guys, it's everything's okay. Like, wait, 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 but what happened there? What, what happened with Gato and his vengeance for his father? Well, to be fair, um, in the KOF series, Geese Howard's still alive, but in the Fatal Fury series, he's dead. So clearly, the KOF series and Fatal Fury series are on different timelines, it seems. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, I mean, like, Rock is fighting in KOF 15 with, with a still young Terry. Like, clearly, you know, there's like. Yeah. There's some, there's, there's, there's some discrepancies here. Yeah, that's what I kind of go with. Like, if you, if you grew up, if you've been playing the Battlefield games and Garou, it leads into Garou, 
King of Fighters is just a weird thing going on. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, they have shit where, like, fucking uh, the Samurai Showdown characters show up in, like, at least one or two KOF games. And it's like, why are you here? I think, yeah, it's like, that doesn't make any sense. You guys are from uh, Samurai Times. And here you are in modern Japan. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, to be fair, there's also points where they fight uh, knights and all that shit. Yeah, that's very true. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, um, that's just, uh, I think that's sort of just how we sort of can go with these fighting game stories. And, uh, they're, and here's the thing, they're not terrible. No, because I think my thing is that, like, if you can put it... Oh, it's my phone. Oh. Uh, if you can put, like... I think for me, uh, the best way I got to at least experience, like, say, Street Fighter 2's story in a good way was from, like, the comics. Oh, I'm sure you did read that. Yeah, like, I was, like, here's the thing, I think, with comes to, like, I guess these fighting stories is that, like, they're, you can, they can work. Yeah. It's just that, like, you, you clearly need, like, people that care about it and, like, actually make it work or whatever. Um, because I know in Street Fighter Five, like it technically released the story mode after it launched. After a very uh, yeah yeah controversial launch. Yeah, it didn't even have arcade at launch, didn't it? Right, something like that. Yeah, but you know, and it was kind of mixed, maybe mm. because I'm guessing it was like I think it was the first time Capcom actually was like having to be like, okay, let's try to do an NRS like story mode for this. And they're like, well, this okay, well, this didn't turn out great. <laughs> yeah. But but you know, you can make a storyline with these characters work mm-hmm. because there is enough, you know, details and mm-hmm. lore and personalities with all these characters to make it like work and enjoyable. Yeah. And I think that's why one of the reasons why like a lot of people talk about the Street Fighter Two movie as like, oh, that's the story itself right there. Uh-huh. You know, Ken and Ryu are fighting Bison, and each and like every almost every character is involved in some sort of way. Uh-huh. Like, you know, Fei Long and Ryu fight. Who and by the way, Fei Long is voiced by Brian Caston, which is weird. Um, and then like he gets information from Fei Long, and then Ryu continues his journey to maybe find out what the fuck Bison's up to. Uh-huh. And then there's and like, let's be honest, the probably the inspiration for what NRS has been doing was probably the first and probably the only successful Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, yeah, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, it, it definitely... I don't I don't think you're wrong, you know. Heck, I'm pretty sure they got the uh, actor for Shang Tsung in that movie to be Shang Tsung in MK11, right? Yep, that's exactly... Yeah, he, he's in the game. He even does his, like, famous line, like, Your soul is mine. Your brother soul is mine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's pretty clear. Heck, didn't they even get, like, alternate skins for, like, Sonya, which was, like, the actor that yeah, played Sonya? Yeah, and then they got the actors to voice them, too. Yeah, and for Johnny Cage, too, right? Johnny Cage, too. Yeah, yeah. That, like, and Raiden. Yeah, that that's, like, you know, clearly it shows dedication from nrs to like you know hey we acknowledge the uh, the original movie and stuff and it clearly inspired what we've been doing in, in our story mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so it's it's kind of obvious that you know there are good stories it just depends on like you said people who care about to go ahead and you know try to make it not say, and like with street fighter you know and like and like 
there are good stories is that they're kind of like you also have to understand that there's so many characters from both new and old that you kind of have to find a way to integrate them into a story that might not involve them mm-hmm. which is like the real difficult part because like why would Guile be in Street Fighter 3? I don't know. He, he he's his story is over. He'd be by because by Street Fighter three, Bison's gone. Mm-hmm. The new villain is Gil. Yeah, who leads the 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 secret society called the Illuminati and whatever shit, right? And like, so and Bison and Guile's whole thing was Bison because he killed his buddy Charlie Nash. Yeah, who came back again as was it just Nash. Yeah, I think it was just a uh, uh, Nash. Yeah, as this weird zombie. What was up with that? I don't know. I I didn't follow much of Street Fighter Five story. Fair enough. Uh, but it's like in and like in that one, it's like, you know, now Gal now now Bison's gone. You know, Gal can go and be a family man, as he's always said. I mean, yeah, he was already a family man though. But yeah, yeah, yeah I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I think that's sort of just. Uh, probably just something that like these fighting game story modes have to learn is that one uh, having some engaging gameplay and two having an engaging storyline mm-hmm. probably have people who care enough about the story and not just uh sort of being like okay let's just try to jam all these characters in somehow and give them uh, uh something to do mm-hmm. uh just have like a set like all right this is the main character for the story mode and just have us play through it and stuff uh like if they want to do it in a way that would make sense, while still adhering to like the, the the fact that you know we we got to bring out back these lazy characters, you know do do the first because nowadays you know DLC is a thing, mm-hmm. just have DLC like legacy, legacy characters, just inter- just have like the first roster be some returning characters, and like the new characters and just say oh, don't worry guys, Guile and Sagat are coming but they're gonna be DLC. Yeah, but at the same time, like, again, it's just some people don't like that. Fair. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, heck, I mean, it's whether it's from, you know, like, oh, you know, they should have just been here on the base roster to, oh, they just want more of my money. <laughs> you know, like, I hate these DLC practices. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 all kinds of... Uh... Uh, Suck on the nuts. Yeah, it just—it's very hard to like just get it all down right. You mm-hmm. know? Like, I, I at the end of the day, it's probably like there's probably never gonna be like a a fighting game with a story mode that pleases everybody. Mm-hmm. But as long as people are able to do it right, I think you know it'll be fine. Yeah, and I think it's it's. I mean, I know it makes it sound like oh man, fighting game players are like no man. There's a reason why. You know, we gravitate to these kind of characters. You know, if you took a, if you made for me like I like I, I I play shadows. There's these characters I like to play. If you took out an aspect of them that that makes it you know the, the gameplay different, I'm like I don't like this character anymore. Mm-hmm. Like well, how like that's kind of like my thing with Akuma now because Akuma was one of my favorite characters to play. And if I want to do most of the stuff, I have to do this certain thing. Granted, he still plays pretty good. But now there's a bit of more, like, intricacies into how he plays compared to, like, previous games that I played him in with, like, like Street Fighter 3, Alpha, and, like, all the other stuff. That, like, and it, it's, it's, it's always been gameplay with, with, with everyone. And I guess that can, that gets us into, like, one of the reasons why I think so many people kind of want a story mode 
And this is more from the casual sense is that it's where they can learn how to play. And like I said earlier with uh, with MK11, you're not gonna get better at the game from from story from from the story mode. Yeah, I get what you mean by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just some people like to believe that. Um, that uh, just I mean it, it's just from how it is from like other games. Yeah, that like generally in the story mode of like other games you get like essentially tutorial mm-hmm. essentially uh, bits of gameplay yeah where it's like oh yes here's how you do this thing and you know here's how you do that here's such and such here's like a mission that explains you how you do this thing or whatever um and from there you know uh you can just get by from learning those skills and like maybe improve yourself on them uh with you know if, if you're gonna do a fighting game story you know, you go one of two ways. If you want to get someone to learn how to play a game, you either have to use a character that's very easy and accessible to understand mm. and have them, like, you know, do that stuff and teach them. But then it's like, okay, you only know how to play this one character, though. What if you don't like that character? What if you like this other character and the story mode doesn't allow you to play that character at all? Then you have to go. Then there's the other route of just like here's the, here's the game where what Mortal Kombat does, uh, where you play different characters throughout the storyline mm. in various different fights, and they all play different. And they all play different, and you're just gonna be like, okay, uh, this guy doesn't play like how this other guy played. This kind of sucks for me. But, I mean, you know, like, and, and granted, like, and granted, Mortal Kombat has like very simple input motions and stuff like that, but like, what's his name? Uh, Liu Kang is not gonna play like. Uh, like what's his like a uh, Johnny Cage? Yeah, like you're just gonna have different uh mm-hmm. like experiences with that. Mm-hmm. And I get and I get why you know again it's just because people just kind of like see story mode as sort of a a nice safe space for people to maybe try out things. Mm-hmm. But realistically, like you're probably just gonna have to like go into training mode for a little bit mm-hmm. not to like you know learn stuff just more like because i know like i mean granted games nowadays as well there's some games that have like little character missions where it just more or less just tells you how this character plays mm-hmm. and stuff and you should just do that stuff you'll like learn a bit try out combos yeah I, you know or just you know just pick a character that looks cool and you know just mess around with them mm-hmm. you know it's not that difficult and i think part of the reason when why it's probably would even be hard for for some for people to make that kind of content or for a fighting game story of like you could say hey this mission is all about you having to learn how to anti air either do this smooth with this input or just uh, do something else or whatever uh, you know like the thing with fighting games is that it, a lot of it is just reactions and if you just have this thing of like character jumps in the air and then you know text being like you know like anti-air now or whatever you know some people are just aren't gonna get it that easy or -hmm. rather it's like people are gonna like think of it like that but when you're in an actual setting of say playing against uh, a high level cpu in arcade mode or playing online you know you're gonna have different scenarios pop up and you're just gonna have to have to deal with it different scenarios that probably uh, the the creators of the game didn't envision putting uh, time and effort to put into a tutorial, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just uh, 
you know, it's just not very, I wouldn't say it's like a wasted effort, but it's, it's going to be very hard. It's like, you got to understand there's, there's a reason why that might not work as much as you would want it to work. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, another thing is that just, it's very much sort of like what you get out of the game. Like, cause mm-hmm. it's not, I wouldn't say it's the responsibility mm-hmm. of the, of the developers, of the developers to make you a better player. Yeah. Because it's, it's all on you, dude. Yeah. Cause think about like a lot of other games. It's like, it's not up to say the people behind apex legends on making you a better apex legends player. You, you become a better player. The more you play and the more you sort of like see situations and adapting to them. Mm. It, it's sort of the same thing with street with, with fighting games. If you're gonna want to, if you if you want to play online and want to get good, you just gonna have to sort of uh, start taking the L's, man. Yeah, more or less. I mean, you know, granted, that's not to say that you know fighting games shouldn't have robust tutorial modes or mm-hmm. training modes that help players understand various concepts. Because I mean, yeah, that should be a thing. That absolutely should be a thing. Yeah, how long would it take us to get good at fighting games? I mean, a bit, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, you know, you get to, you know, you have a moment where you're just, uh, you have a moment where you're just sort of just button mashing a lot, but eventually you sort of have to, like, take a second, look at, like, what certain things do, and you just kind of have to prioritize and, like, learn, like, okay, this does that. What can I do, do to do, what can I do to get myself to do that? Or what can I do to, take advantage of you know this and that mm. like it took me a while to finally master a, uh like was it a wake up dp oh yeah well i guess to be fair for me i always just mashed it <laughs> i was always mashing it yeah for wake up dp I, I, I never even thought about doing that uh before but like eventually i was like you know what? i'm gonna mash it yeah <laughs> if they're not gonna like, oh that's how you do it yeah and you know uh, it's funny because i remember doing that once online mm. i think i was playing street fighter and it, you know you, you get to see like the nice dynamic change of uh just hey you know you, you're doing this thing and now your opponent's reacting like okay maybe i'm not gonna go in on him when he's down because he's probably gonna mash you know dp and then it's like mm. okay he's backing away i'm not gonna do it and you know it's a, it's like those little mind games i'm like is he gonna do it and it's like i'm gonna do it now that being said i feel like uh if you want to make a good story mode that teaches I think having er- having at the early you know beginnings of the game, where you can basically learn the basics of a of of what to do for a character, I think that's fine, you know, because I do remember back in the when I was playing the PSP, uh, was it Soul Calibur Broken Destiny? Oh yeah, I I I I enjoyed the story. It was like an original story with uh, whatever character you chose, whether it be a custom character or a uh, established character. If it was like Let's ignore the fact that you might be playing as as Tira and or Nightmare while you're paddling around with Cassandra, Sophie, no, not Sophie, what was her name? Hildy and Dampierre, who, and, like, going into, like, fi- you know, traveling the world kind of shit. But that also, but the whole point, that everything in that game was like, oh, do this, do this. It was like a missions trial, right? Mm. You gotta do it, and that was for the whole game, and while... I had fun and I learned more how to play. It was not fun 
to like I didn't get to fight basically. It's more like I can only continue once I've figured out how to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And that's fine for the beginning, but I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Please let me play the. Please let me. Please let me. No, no. Oh, all right. I guess I gotta wait all the way to the end against Al Gol to actually play the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that also kind of sucks. But uh, no, but it was still pretty cool. And I guess that's all we can say about like fighting games stories is that they're not inherently bad or terrible. They they are a little complex, but that's because they have to accommodate for a lot of stuff. And it's kind of hard to do that with like with with some companies because they have a lot of you know established characters that if you know if you got rid of it's kind of feels like wire. It doesn't like it. It's inherent to the gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very game gameplay centered kind of a a genre. So while it is possible to do a great story mode, kind of like what Nether Realms has been doing with Mortal Kombat, it's also you know very apparent that we need to we need to like prioritize gameplay as as well just bef- before storyline and any of that stuff yeah and uh all, i mean you know all i gotta say is that weirdly enough grand blue fantasy versus has a pretty solid story mode it's only because uh isn't it basically an rpg yeah it's part rpg bar part beat em up <laughs> where you just battle monsters mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, it works for what it is. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. You know, it, it works for what, you know. Uh, th- you know, it's probably the best Arc System Works story they did. It's not like uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, which is those. I don't even know what the fuck that, that story was. was. I didn't even finish it. I didn't finish it here. I just got very confused, and I was like, you know, I'm not even gonna waste well, my time. Yeah, you have to finish it to get was it Android Twenty One? Yeah, but then it's like, oh, you can just buy them. You can just buy you waste five dollars, or, or do you want to go through this shitty story mode? You know what? I rather I rather waste the five dollars. You, you already have the. You, you, I already paid for the season pass. I might as well just pay the five dollars, and that's how they get you. That's how they get you. <laughs> they they make a shitty story mode. Cause like it was just it was just like okay you go you get you gotta go in like either whatever direction you want go to with your characters. You gotta beat them up and then you, you gotta, gotta level pop. you gotta level level them up and stuff and you know it's like what the fuck. <laughs> then yeah, at some point you gotta fight like a boss, but then it's like. I don't care. And depending on which where, where you go and whatever character you have on deck, you might get an interaction. But it's like, um, this is this is too much. Bueno. Hola, hola. What's up? Nada, por qué? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Está ahí está el pollo. All right. Y ahí en la hielera hay una, un traste con arroz. Uh-huh. Ahí no me lo calienta. Alright. ¿Y yo? Eh, está acostado. Está acostado, yo estoy hablando y no me contesta. Ah, uh, yo lo hablo entonces, yo lo digo. Ok, dile que me hable. Alright, bye. Alright, bye. Yeah, you didn't get a call at all. What is up with that? Okay, let's just let's just, let's just where were we? Uh, just we were just talking about Dragon Ball Fighters story mode shitty. But, yeah, but no, I you know that's that's uh, you know I I don't want to get too much into no, how much no, I didn't no. care for Dragon Ball Fighters story mode. Gameplay was fantastic though. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's a good place to end it on. Is that you know a lot of these story modes aren't terrible. 
the story themselves aren't terrible, but like you're you're not gonna get as much story concept out of it because gameplay is an important factor within this within this genre, right? You can't avoid that. As much as you would like to have an easy and accessible way for you to learn, the story mode will only service you as much, unless they find a way to make it up for you to cater to to every character to archetype there is. Because not every character is a shoto, not every character is a grappler, not every character is a zoner, not every character is a puppeteer. Like all this crazy stuff that I'm probably throwing out to you guys that you don't know. Like that's my point. <laughs> yeah, like. You know, I'm all for fighting games getting better stories, mm. especially you know ones that aren't just fucking cutscenes mm. for four hours. Uh, but at the same time, it, it, you know, uh, I mean, I guess to your point of like, oh, so, you know, people want story modes to be like the way the way you learn the game. It's like, uh, it's a it's a it can be done like that. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be very hard, and and, and you know. It, it, and there's probably just going to be other ways for you to learn to play the game. Mm-hmm. You know? And I guess it's a good place to end it on. So thank you guys for taking this out. If you want to follow us on any social medias, we are active in almost all of them. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Most like, Advocates Engineering is most active on Instagram, where you can find a link to all the podcasts that we're officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all that good stuff. And you can find a link to the YouTube page where you audio listeners can put a face to the voice. And for you guys out there who want to support us in any form of way, we do have a Patreon that can be used for any form of support. And yeah, guys, that's about it. It's been me, your boy. It's been me, your boy Eli. It's been me, Joe. And so that's the end of the episode. Hopefully, we get more um, better storylines. But also get, uh, get some badass gameplay. Maybe if you made a game that's with simple inputs, maybe that'll solve everything. I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's always a discussion, a debate. Uh, I don't want to get too into it because I don't want to make this any longer. But all I got to say is is that uh, making simplified stuff doesn't inherently mean you're going to get more people to play mm-hmm. and stay with the game longer. Mm-hmm. No, that's just my that's entire conversation we can do it in another episode anyways guys you guys have a good one peace <laughs>